Well, what's up, everybody? Let's have a quick conversation. As you may or may not know, we are on a few different apps that you can hear us on, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. What else I think am I missing? It. Is that it? I feel like I'm I missing like Anchor. Oh, yeah, Anchor. Anchor FM. Anyway, we're on all those things. So, whatever you listen to us on, please subscribe, rate, share, comment, repost on all of your social media outlets, do text message, call your grandmother and tell maybe you shouldn't call your grandmother. Um, Listen, Granny might want to get her a dose of peach tea, too. Depends on what kind of grandmother you got. Don't call my grandmother. (laughs) Um, But please, yeah, subscribe, share, listen, rate, share with your friends and your family. Let them know about PhD Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the PhD Podcast. And if you like what we're talking about, you have something you want to say, things you want to talk about, things you want to hear us talk about, make sure you email us at the PhD Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for your love and your support. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get, get right to with the show. show. Um, what's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevaris. And your baby daddy, Dom. And this is PhD Podcast. Um, mm. How the hell are ya? I'm good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just did this one. Yeah, you just good. did this yesterday, you know? So, to a day. I don't have a hangover, so I'm good. That's great. You know, I thought maybe you would, but, no. you know. I'm good. Congratulations. I haven't had water in two days. Wow, you are, you're, okay, well. Praise God for your prostate. Um, <laughs> I don't think that affects your prostate. I would think it would, because you know, like, you No, it affects stuff. your kidneys. But your prostate is important, ain't it? It is important, but I don't think liquor affects your prostate. It does, though. It does? It does. I told you, I feel like it, it does. Would. I mean, it got to do I with the balls inter- I have an interesting story about an experiment that I did with, like, hydration and prostate. You tried to dehydrate yourself? No, I didn't try to dehydrate myself. <laughs> But during certain extracurricular activities, uh-huh. I realized that when I am more hydrated, there's more of a slip and slide going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the situation. Well, this is a very amazing episode. Um, we have very special guests, first timers. Um, uh, finally, after trying to do this for months, but it's my fault that we just can get it right because I was trying to wait till the last minute to book the girls. I'll be honest about it. Um, no need to lie. Um, we have the amazing, the beautiful, the talented Miss Lalari in the building. Hi. And we also have the amazing, talented, beautiful, vivacious, so many things. Um, <laughs> do you want the whole name or just do, I mean, like Saraja Sinclair Dupree? Yes, God. <laughs> the third. <laughs> Esquire. Fourth and fifth. Um, here with us today, and of course today I am Princess Carter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna have good, great um drag queen conversation on today. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and get into the peach of the week. 
since we're talking about drag queens, I would like to give my peach of the week to Phoenix from season three of RuPaul's Drag Race? Season three. Um, I'm giving my peach to her because she's actually the first person who actually gave me a gig after getting started into, you know, drag. Yes. So I was like, you know what, girl? <laughs> Thank you, sis. And you know, Phoenix is good about keeping the girls yes. working. Yes. yes. I yes. appreciate Phoenix. So, yes, she has done a lot. I do love her. Um, somebody else doesn't have their peach to eat, but it's okay. Because I mean, it's I their can, birthday. I can actually give my peach to some RuPaul's Drag Race girls, too. Oh, sure. Okay. Because, you know, uh, BB... Um, Monique, all the black girls, Dixon, they have they're starting their own mm-hmm. little like show. Oh, yeah. um, the Nubian show, yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna be cute. Yeah. It's like a just a yeah. one night it's, thing or it's gonna be a I thing. Think a tour. I think they're gonna it's do a tour. Yeah, I think it's a tour. Which it's is needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll have some other black girls on the, you know. Yeah. As you watch her right for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like the pro- the flyer promo was so cute. Like they were all in like this same like the African race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Oof, the right girls. All right, well, um, let's get into brew of the week. The tea is exceptionally good today. Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. Hold on. Waylon Cornball. I'm sorry, Waylon Cornbull. Either way, it's bad. Um, he's 47, was apprehended by Huntsville police after receiving several complaints from neighbors of a stench smell coming from the Cornbull residence. Cornbull first told officers that he suffered from severe bowel problems and chronic <laughs> flatulence, which could explain the odors, but Huntsville police were not seemingly convinced by his explanations and searched the property. Mm-hmm. Officers later found a large jar containing hundreds of teeth with gold fillings, as well as several business cards claiming that he operated a funeral home, which after interrogation led to suspect and adamant... Wait, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Hold on, wait. Interrogation led to suspects to admit... Um, to his illegal activities, the suspect admitted to getting rid of the bodies by burying them in his backyard and by feeding them to cats in his neighbor his neighborhood. Deputy Sheriff Alex Johnson told reporters during the press conference, I once saw him drag what looked like a body wrapped in a bedcloth and dump it into his next-door neighbor's garbage can. Um, one neighbor later told reporters, visibly shocked by the news, Crumble described various means of disposing the bodies, such as blending them and pouring them down the toilet, disposing of them in garbage cans, as well as burying them in his backyard and feeding them to the cats in his neighborhood. My cat, Cecile, hadn't eaten her cat food in weeks. I was wondering where she was getting her food. One surprise neighbor admitted to reporters. Um, Waylon Cornbull's illegal business listed prices for as low as $50 per cremation and even offered a second cremation for free. For a referral of his service as advertised on his business card. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Burn one, get one free. <laughs> Girl. So, yes, yeah, so Miss Thing was basically having Willie Walkers at the house. Not Willie Walkers at the house. No, ma'am. That's gotta be some kind of like felony. I'm just reading you what the people said to me. Like, hella felony. They didn't even say what the felony. That's like life. That's like you're going to jail for a while, but then I also realized like, how are you getting the bodies? Like, are people dropping them off? Or like, bitch, I'm about to die. I'm gonna come lay at your house. Do what you will with me. Like, I'm like, were you going to like, were you working at a funeral home and then just taking the bodies? Like, were you the closing manager or something? Mm -hmm. And just taking the bodies to the house. What do you get out of this? (laughs) 
They might kill people and then like have sex with the body because that's just some weird thing that they have. But like you just blending up bodies and the process thing. Right. In your backyard. Like, How big you, is the blender? Because at this point, you got to do it in pieces. Yeah. So. There's a weird thing. <laughs> you know, why do I know weird things? Yeah, she hydrated so, killing girls. Okay. <laughs> no, girl, for real. I, okay, so I have this friend. Um, okay, ear from, quotes. From, right, ear quotes. And he is... Um, I, what do you call him? Like He works at a funeral home, like at a mortuary. Mortician. Or, mortician. or like a mortician yeah, or whatever. Mortician. And in conversation, I asked him, I was like, you know, what is your obsession with this like who decides that okay this is gonna be my career Mm -hmm. yeah and he was like and his exact words to me he was like i don't know i just like cadavers i said what and he was like i just i just have this fascination with dead bodies Mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh so this is a thing like people just are so it might just be that like he might just have a fascination with dead bodies which is weird but it's i'm good yeah 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 Cause I know my see a little bit of blood from a cut, and I'm like, Mm-mm. okay. I don't even like going to the funeral. They when y'all want to come view the body, and I'm good, girl. I went to the funeral. I said, mm-hmm. if I come to okay. that, I'm not even. I'm here. And then I be thinking about the ones who like got to deal with like you know bodies jump, mm-hmm. yeah. like that. Like I say, because like I remember those forensic people like when they have to like actually cut the body open and like see sis. how they died and mm-hmm. all that shit. Because I know Thank I had you. one of my youth pastors said before he started being a youth pastor, he used to do like the take the body from the hospital to the mortuary or whatever. And like sometimes they would just like he like, was in a morgue. Yeah, they, but he would like they would like just jump and fall off the bed in the truck, like. <laughs> yeah, so because they would like do that to like last new like kids. muscle spasms and stuff. Yeah, like so that. he said they would like do it to like the new people who were like doing that. Like you knew this body would jump because of whatever they had been through, so you would get the new people to do it. And he said one man the bad the body jumped and he left the car on the street. I'm out. Come get this truck. Okay. It's up here. <laughs> On the side of the street. Um, Rudd Parkston, 56, a San Rafael concrete contractor, faces charges of attempted murder with intent to kill after he poured an estimate 80 pounds of wet cement onto his wife of 22 years, Catherine Parkston. Hmm. Rudd Parkston, or Rudd Parkston, apparently transported his wife inside their garage um, while she was sleeping and set her next to the concrete mixer, uh, of which he proceeded to pour the, con- the content into her mouth. <laughs> Catherine Parkinson was able to flee while her husband was seemingly preoccupied with preparing the second batch of cement mixed into the concrete mixer. The perpetrator allegedly was extremely annoyed with the victim snoring and really needed a good night's sleep. Um, I don't mean to say that I endorse what he did, but the whole neighborhood can hear her snore at night. It sounded like a jet engine or a jackhammer some nights. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. One neighbor anonymously told reporters, according to the official police report, Rob Parkson claimed he did not get any sleep for the past 12 days before the incident and was not fully aware of what he was doing. Sometimes he would go down to the garage and start a leaf blower or chainsaw at night just so he could get some sleep because the snoring was unbearable. The Parkson couple also received a number of anonymous death threats on several occasions in the past years pertaining to Catherine Parkson snoring and the couple's home has even been shot at estimated 237 times with an AR-15 assault rifle during the, during the night last October according to the previous police report. 
See, and how was like, could, see how it's gonna take her to the doctor. Right. <laughs> like, like don't they girl. have like, that CPAP machine or I mean, my question like, is, right. girl, right. shade, girl, like, did you get the CPAP machine before it dried up? Or you <laughs> Right, that's that semen is in your your body. Girl, these situations. This is crazy. Too much All right, last story. That's this like is some shit you see on Snap. Okay. <laughs> Um, I always heard one drag queen, which I will name later. She always said if some shit go down, she go mace the room. This is a little bit better. Brittany Simmons, 24, was performing at the Camel Toe Strip Club when an altercation began between Simmons and several clients at the club. Miami police were called to intervene and attempted to apprehend Simmons, who was highly intoxicated and acting erratically, according to the official police report. Five Miami Police Department officers attempted to place Simmons under arrest, but were momentarily indisposed when the lap dancer ejected vaginal fluids towards the officers, temporarily blinding three and injuring two. She just spread her legs wide open and started squirting in the cops' faces, eyes, and mouths from a distance about 12 to 15 feet. One eyewitness told reporters visibly amused by the whole affair. <clears throat> Knowing full well that she was exposing the police officers to a number of sexually transmitted diseases, to potentially HIV, oh, and potentially HIV as well, um, it is considered that she used her vagina with lethal force against the officers, explained Miguel Aguera, spokesman for the Miami Police Department. Simmons attorney, she got an attorney, bitch. <laughs> um, Alan Smith argued that his client acted in self-defense and used her vagina not as a deadly weapon, but in an appropriate boundaries of her working skills and abilities. According to current Florida laws, if a convicted of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon against five police officers, Simmons could face up to 1,036 years in jail, believe um, legal experts. In a case 2013, another Miami citizen was convicted of armed robbery after threatening a convenience store clerk with his erect and AIDS-infected penis and was sentenced to 237 years in jail. Oh they said she's got a deadly weapon, honey. This must be a daily place. Killer cat. Killer cat, yeah. So, yeah, that is a rule of the week. Mama. I just like, like, are you like squeezing it? How is that possible? Because, I mean, I've seen like porn where girls like they play with it and then they squirt. But But it don't be, it's a bit of spray. How do you just just do that on command? Like, just. I guess like a skunk, they do it. Like Spider Man. That's just but twelve to fifteen feet is far. That is that's very far. So it's like <laughs> literally my my canamate like my canamates that I have it says twelve twelve to fifteen. I mean, but this coming out your body like girl, that's a lot of uh, pressure behind the that. niggas don't shoot that far. Well, there was this one. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one. There's always that one. This okay. one time at Bandcamp, okay. there's this guy I follow on Twitter. Oh, Twitter is a setup. Twitter is a mess. What's his name? Ooh. Uh, you know, I'll search right now. What's the initials? I don't remember his name. I just like when I see him on he's my skinny. time. He's skinny. Go ahead and like it. He's dark skinned. Oh, no, dark skinned. He's talking like, about the skinny one with the tattoo he, on his chest. Kind of nerdy. Uh-uh. Oh, child. He be tearing up house towels and bed sheets and, and shower curtains. I'm like, girl. Child. Keep that together. Oh, I'm talking about it just be like a fountain. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you want to hit somebody in the eye with that type of shit. Girl. Bye. Anyway. anyway um... <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to the topic today. Today we're talking all things drag. Yes. Um, good drag. conversation, you know, real, raw. Um, raw. Mm. I would say uncut, but you know, that's your preference. Um, so I guess the first question I guess I will start with um, is uh, how did you both like start in drag? 
how did it, how did it start for you? I'll go first. Um, uh-huh. Being a dancer okay. before drag, I used to dance in a lot of drag pageants. Okay. So I was always around drag queens, and I would just be so infatuated with like <laughs> these girls or whatever. But I would always look at them and say, I could do this a little different if I was this girl. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? Okay. So I was like, one day I'm going to do this. You know, when I built up the courage to, so um, like three years ago, because yeah, three years today. Mm-hmm. Well, not today. It was this month. Um, three years ago, I decided to do, like, uh, it wasn't even drag, per se. It was just me and makeup and heels. Right. Just a little sissy and pump. Just a little sissy and pump. So, I did this little dance showcase um, called Vibes in um, Atlanta. And somebody saw a video of it. And they was like, can you come do my drag show? And it was history from there. So, boom. So, uh, you were bald head fish at one point. I was bald head fish. <laughs> the androgynous dog. Okay, okay. Per se. So was that like kind of like you like taking baby steps to get to drag or like? You know what? I didn't even have a desire to make a career out of it. I just wanted to test it out. Okay. Just to play around in it. Right, you know, right, right. Fondle See in what it. you can and do. Just, and here we are. Popped off. What about you, ma'am? So it was about eight years ago. Oh, fish. oh, okay. It's <laughs> not old fish. Girl, girl, I got fish. Yes, <laughs> not even. Well, not yet. But okay. um, I was, <clears throat> I was in. Well, actually, the first, very first time that I got up in some drag mm-hmm. was in the Bahamas, and I was a part of this variety show at a hotel. So every week I was in this like cabaret <clears throat> style show with like these feather dancers, fire dancers, and I would sing and I would dance as well. And one day the show director came to me and she was like, you know. I really think that you're really talented and you can kind of push your boundaries a little bit and introduce drag to the showcase. And I was like, uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> and so she was like, no, just like try it, see how it feels. And if you don't like it, we never have to do it again. So I tried it. It was a god awful mess. <laughs> it was some weird wig that I found from God knows where, some odd heels, a dress that I borrowed from my best friend. It was just a mess. Um, and I did it, but I was just like, it just kind of, I tapped into this side of myself that I was like, okay, I, this feels different, but right. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I never did it again, actually, because I was very uncomfortable. And again, it was like the Bahamas, so it was just very mm-hmm. taboo. That's where just, you're from, too, right? Right. That's okay. why I was born and raised there. Okay. And so it was just very, you know, I never did it again until I went to college in 2012. Well, I went to college before that. But in 2012, I was broke. Okay. And it was like, look, girl, they got a showcase at Allen Golds in Chattanooga. If you win, you get a hundred dollars. That might just take you through the week. And I was like, bitch, find me skill. And I did it, <clears throat> not thinking in that moment again, like you, like not thinking that mm-hmm. this would be a thing that I would right. consistently do, until the show director saw me perform, and she was like this is interesting like you have a very unique drag style or style of performance which was a mess to me but right. you know and she was like you know would you like to come be on cast and that was when it just kind of snowed and you know what's crazy yeah. like straight fish don't know when drag is a mess a, a nigga in makeup is like ah Oh, like, like, yeah, it could be horribly blended and yeah. just, yeah. we can see your pants, but they just right. be here they for, it. for it. Meanwhile, you're like, this is trash. That's I can't true. do this. This is wrong. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was, I love performing just as a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like some um, performing arts camps, like summer camps, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, dancing in 
church was a lot of, you know, the praise team, the dance team, the mm-hmm. step team, the teen ministry. Girl, that's where drag queens are born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the praise team. Um, and all and the little so, um, performing arts camps. Right. Like. Um, I loved it. I was passionate about performing. Um, but then I did a turnabout party. Um, mm-hmm. One of our mutual mm-hmm. friends had a turnabout party. Um all the guys come as girls, all the girls come as guys, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure, let's do it. Bought a bunch of clothes, talked to who I need to talk to. Let's just do it for the fun of it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's over, I'm selling this shit because it's just for fun. We're just trying this out. Mm-hmm. Once again, my dad's a pastor. This ain't going to be cute. <laughs> One-time deal, okay. and that's it. Um, did it. Got my life. Um, <laughs> it was just a rush of performing, yeah. like, um, performing and not being. You didn't perform till the second year. Well, this one's about the second year. The first oh, year okay. I don't really count because I sit in the back the whole time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but performing and not being judged in a church life, that makes sense. Yeah, Because like, yeah. when I you're dancing you. in church, a little femininity and he ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just to be in a place where it's like, mm-hmm. bitch, we all in here, whether the wheel look bad or not, we all in here looking like a bunch of wide back and linebackers, mm-hmm. and we in here. But <laughs> I did it. Okay, hello. You know, now I'm dainty, but when I first started, girl, you know, walking out of steps a little heavy. Okay. Um, <laughs> that clock was real coming the steps, sis. Um, but did it. One of my friends recorded it, posted it, and then. A drag queen called me and was like, oh, you should come to Talent Night at, at the time it was Burkhart's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, mm, no, girl, I'm good. I'm about to sell these clothes anyway. Like, whoever wants these big feet boots can have them. Mm-hmm. The clothes are going to go back to their store. Um, I think she asked me about three times before I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, so I called Nina LaBelle Thomas mm-hmm. to do my makeup because I had no clue how to even put a, put a piece of lipstick on. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost like three times, but I hate losing. That's why I kept going back because I hate losing. But bitch, when I won, <laughs> I won. I got paid to go back and perform with the professionals. It was Phoenix, um, Phoenix, Tasia, Destiny Brooks, Shavana Brooks. There was somebody else in the cast I forgot though. But it was like a show, like you know, the girls. Um, uh, uh Hispanic fish with the ponytail. Uh, Alyssa I'm Brooks. Alexa, yes. Yeah. Um. So did that and bitch, I need more. Like I got, <laughs> like I got to do this again. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then that was it. Like, that just was it. Like, here we are. Like, mm-hmm. from competition to, I just love performing, man. Like, yeah. I just, it's just good. Like, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But mm-hmm. in the moment when the music starts, it's a blast. It's a rush. And it's I enjoyed the dressing rooms more than anything. <laughs> like, we oh, were yeah, the right the cast. Show. That's been a you were the show right show. cast. That's been the room is everything. So yeah, that was that's you know my little one two one two. Who was the first drag queen that you saw? Who was the first drag queen that I saw? Mine was Tasia LaBelle Thomas. Really? Um, you talking about in person? Yeah, like my first like when I went to my first drag show, first drag queen. I had never seen when I saw Tasia. I had never even seen RuPaul's Drag Race yet. I don't think because mm-hmm. uh, once again, church queen, real mm-hmm. saved. Um, but at the time, I had a friend <clears throat> that was dating a drag queen. I didn't know. Um, but we were in the drag queen's car, and there was a bunch of lashes in the in the um, in the little coffee cup holders. I was like, "What is this?" Uh-huh. Oh, my boyfriend does drag. I was like, "Oh, sure, whatever that is." And so I went by myself that night actually, because I think you had to work or something. 
But I went to listen to myself, and I remember standing by DJ booth, real scared. So I'm in a gay club, this ain't right. <laughs> Awkward black fish. <laughs> and Mama busted around that corner in this two-piece hot pink jumpsuit. And did Give It yeah. To Me Right by Melody Fiona, bitch. And I was like, this is a man? <laughs> like, this is, like, it was just the best, like, oh, it was, like, breathtaking. Like, just the way that people just parted. He's a walk through the crowd and just, like, bitch, I'm here, so. Who was the first? The first, <clears throat> my story was similar to yours, though. Like, like the first exposure that I had to drag was I was dating this guy and he never I, I was you know hanging out with him and his friends right. but he never told me that his friends did drag mm-hmm. so I'm at the house drinking talking to everybody and then all of a sudden somebody was just like alright y'all it's time to get ready like we really need to get ready right. and I was like oh where we, getting, where we going <laughs> Right. <laughs> little did I know there was a pageant that night and they were all getting ready to either perform in the pageant one person was competing and the next thing I know girl there was hairspray everywhere there was like <laughs> you know blackout spray and there was heels and like sequins and shit and I was like what the hell Listen. is happening and, when you um, clean your drag up and pull it back out it's a situation uh-huh. <laughs> I was like I was so fascinated and the first drag queen that I can distinctly remember seeing performed like y'all probably y'all probably don't know who she is but her name is j-lo she's my auntie in the house of dupree alicia alicia dupree so she is a phenomenal performer and an amazing seamstress but that's the first drag queen that i ever remember Mm -hmm. physically seeing but that night was like it was so crazy to me because i was like what the hell is this thing and why am i intrigued by it (laughs) the the whole woman Uh in me was like Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> and of course at that time like I could never admit it. Like I Absolutely. would never admit that I was like no, so drawn in by it. Listen, mom, like, where you going? Tell a friend's house. <laughs> <laughs> girl, I'll be in church in the morning. I promise I will. Girl. I'm not going I'm going to a friend's house and that's it. Right. Yeah. So I think the first queen or entertainer I saw was Tasha Long. I don't know if you guys know Ooh. Tasha Long. Yeah, she the was the Tasha Long. Right, the <laughs> Tasha Long. Now, Tasha Long is not only a, a drag performer, but she's also a transsexual. Okay. So, okay. I didn't know anything about the trans community at the okay, time or whatever, right. all that. Same so, um, so um, I met Tasha Long in a dressing room at a club. I think I was like 17. I was like underage. I remember that. I went, sneaking in. Right, sneaking okay. in. <laughs> Actually, I went with a friend. She was fish, real fish. Right. She, um, she was a dancer mm-hmm. at the club or whatever. So, she took me with her. And she took me to the dressing room. And Tasha Long was sitting there. In all her glory. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want to spend too much tea, but um, Tasha Long, she doesn't have the best feminine voice. Right, right, so right. When I first walked in, I saw this lady with these big breasts. Right. And she opened her, vo- um, opened her mouth and her voice came out. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's going on here? Um, okay. So I was like, they're getting dressed. I see all these people getting dressed. So what's going on? So we go out to the front. Tasha Long comes on the stage. And I was just like, Long away. And I was mesmerized. I was like, this I think lady. my Tasia was my first, like, oh my God, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. But Rock Hill Laura was my first, take my breath away. Oh, like, listen. I ain't never seen no shit like this. Listen. I literally, I can literally, we were at the jungle. And I remember sitting down because, you know, somebody had got up on their little VIPC. I'm like, bitch, it's my turn. <laughs> Sit down. Come on, here. But she was in the, in the corner of the room. Mm hmm. And I think it, I think she did uh, Is It a Crime, I think. Shout out. Shout out Is It a Crime. But the spotlight hit the corner of the room, and it was just an umbrella spinning. You saw nothing. It was an umbrella spinning. And she moved that umbrella, and she had this, like, this mirror dress on and just lit the room like a disco ball. And you couldn't see her feet because the crowd was heavy, but it was like she was floating to the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, 
And then of course I'm like, oh, so real fish do drag too, because I didn't know her to you though. Right. Like, oh, real, so real fish do this as well. This is cute. I was just like, I like, I will never forget like Raquel Lord wow. is like, I, and then take that wig off and throw this water around and just. Uh, I think that moment for me was with Ava, Chanel, Chanel, okay. Ava Chanel. Like when I actually just. Knew I wanted to do drag. Mm-hmm. Is I saw her. She did her um, Fergalicious mix. It's on okay. YouTube too, actually. Okay. Um, and my first time seeing that, it was at the old tracks. And, um, Ooh, come on, tracks it? Atlanta. Cut. At the what warehouse? Yeah, the warehouse. Yes. Where the was in Decatur. And this big lady came out, and bitch, she fucked that stage completely <laughs> up. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Right, right, right. And right. I have been a fan of her since then. Like, okay. I was mesmerized by her. It's so Yeah, I yes. Who was your first drag person? Was it Tasia? Uh, no. I mean, I I knew about drag before Tasia, but I know that going to clubs in North Carolina, like I've I've seen drag queens, but none of them ever really like. I was like, okay, there she go. Right. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I got to to Atlanta that like, I mean, I guess yeah, dating Tasia and then seeing like the whole cast, like everybody, like Stasha, all of them. I was right. like, oh yeah, this is this is cute. This, this is a this, thing. This is a thing. <laughs> this um, is a. So yeah, but you know. Also, I'm always, I'm always, always hearing thing. people talk about Granny, Granny, this Granny, 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 Granny. Oh, I, never, yeah. I never had a face with Granny, but everybody said Granny performing here, Granny, Granny, Granny. And then when Aisha Dupree walks out with this oh! earpiece, oh! and you like, this oh! is Granny. <laughs> I'm oh! like, bitch. Yeah. This oh my is, goodness! And then I, really, I would take Trey places. I'm like, oh yeah, Granny here tonight. He was like, Granny. Like everybody, and everybody said Granny. I'm like, who the fuck is Granny? Like, what is this? And I am proud to say that she is. My Listen, friend. and I remember the first time we were in a dressing room, and she got there a little late because she had got off work, and she left herself. She said, "Baby, you got some makeup." I was like, I don't know, girl. Let me see what I got. I'm like, Naisha Dupree is using my makeup on her face, God. I'm blessed. Like, I can <laughs> you, you can have it, girl. Like. <laughs> Literally, I opened up my little, uh, my little concealer and saw her little swipe sitting there when she dug. I was like, oh, nah, you should do this in my shit. <laughs> <laughs> she dug in my shit, girl. She dug in my shit. Um, top three iconic drag queens for you. Older. Like, like the older one. Not none of us. Who would be your top three? Top three iconic. How old are we saying? <laughs> Before girl, us. Like, you, ain't the girl, to, you ain't the third iconic. Now, when I say old, I'm saying like... This is before us, like mm-hmm. you know, the jungle, the ones who've done the pads in the jungle, and and you mm-hmm. know the mm-hmm. the tracks and. Um, who were your three? Somebody else go. <laughs> I well, I have uh, quite a few. Um, okay. Michelle Paris. Okay. Oh yeah, um, she's, I love her. She's, yes, and she's so sweet. So sweet. Oh, she's so, so sweet. sweet. Um, Giselle Barbie Royale from Florida, yes, Miss International oh, Queen she's right good. now. She's, good. she's amazing. Um, of course RuPaul because RuPaul okay. opened doors for the right, mainstream girls to come through. Absolutely. Um, Ava Chanel, I mentioned her earlier. Right. Um, the Nicole's and just. Okay, I can stop this. It's so many for right. me. <laughs> so many. Um, of course, Raquel Lord for me. Um, I want to say Shavana Brooks, and I say that because she was the nicest one to me when I first encountered drag queen. Like as I'm doing drag, like just being a, she's funny, mm-hmm. um, and she was real. Like you know, just if I had a question, she answered it, and it wasn't like a. <sighs> go ask the questions again. Who was the new girl? Like I got next to be able to sit next to her and just like she was. And I don't know everybody else's experience, but my experience mm-hmm. was 
very pleasant and I've always enjoyed when she really when she really in it and she's enjoying doing it just to give you a good beat and give you a good old gospel number in that bottle. And she but for me she's hilarious and I love a personality queen. Yes. Um, yes. But I think crazy one of my top drag I don't know if you call her a drag queen but Miss Sophia for me oh, yeah, yeah. just because like you're just hilarious. It don't matter, like, after all these years, like, you've owned Atlanta at this point. Like, you've right. done national radio. You, you know, like, you've toured. True. You True. travel with this same crazy look. Granted, <laughs> you can pull a look, though. You can, you can be the face and pull it uh, together. She can, she can, she but just, like, just great, just sweet. I just love, like, some some older queens sometimes can come off as if they're not welcoming of new queens. True. And they can come off very like, I'm not going to teach you shit. I'm not your mother. Mm -hmm. You figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. You really ain't supposed to be in my space. Mm -hmm. Very that. And these ladies, I haven't experienced that. Now, I've heard other stories from other people, but for me in my house, I've had great relations with these people. So, I mean, but of course there are, you know, your Tasia and I love Giselle. I watch her videos. Yeah. Faithfully. <laughs> Giselle is definitely like, mind-blowing. Like, her gospel numbers take me... Mm-hmm. I just... So, yeah. I, I... Yeah. That's interesting. So, my top... <clears throat> it's hard for me to narrow it down to three, honestly. Because right. there's so many good... Yeah, 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 so yeah, many, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Legendary people. Like, <clears throat> of course, top of my list is always going to be Naisha Dupree. Okay. She absolutely. is granny. She's and she's the, the one that doesn't house. have to do a bunch. But see, what she does do is she... For me, it's a whole she experience. maintains the grandeur of drag. Right. It's like when you watch Naisha Dupree on stage, it's like, it's this feeling that you get like, everybody can't do this. Right, right, And because right. you're doing it, it right, makes right, it special. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it keeps the, the grandeur of it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I also deeply admire Nicole Love Dupree. There's okay. something mm-hmm. about the way she just... Her Whitney Houston? Oh! Is- Fucking ridiculous! When she's like, on stage yeah. doing Whitney Houston. There is no other Whitney Houston no, but her. And I saw her Anita Baker recently too, and that really? that was really great. No, have you seen her do Phyllis Hyman? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Nicole can do anything. Nicole, honestly, <laughs> Nicole can breathe. <laughs> right. Okay. Honestly, and I can, but honestly, and she's another one. Oh my God! And Auntie is gonna. Auntie's gonna kill me. What I'm about to say. She's another one who is very. What I like about her, this is what I like about her because I see myself kind of mirrored in this way mm-hmm. where when she's on stage, she gives you one thing. And when she's off stage, like she's, she's on her couch, she's a completely different person. And she she makes sure that she keeps a separation mm-hmm. between her stage existence and who she is like mm-hmm. in her house. And I respect her for right. that. Like she's as real as they come. But when she gets on that stage, she gives you... It is it's It's magic. Fantasy, yeah. She creates yes. this... Like, yes, that's the word. Fantasy world that I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. And another one for me Uh is going to be (laughs) Raquel Lord. Absolutely. Yes. Like, she just creates magic on stage. I think I'm attracted to to queens who create, who maintain this degree of magic. And that's the only way I I know how to describe it. Like, it's not just slap on a wig and, like, hope you impress these drunk people. It's... There's attention to detail. There is mm-hmm. nuance. There's emotion. There's feeling. Like it's just oh my god. I I, I and there's also this art. Yeah. Anybody can perform this one specific song, but it's like 
mm-hmm. the way, like to see her do her Sade, to see her do, what was the last one recently she did with the long hair? Um, I think it's Long As I Live by Tony Braxton. Yeah. But she's, she's kind of walk, she's like, it's like the hair just I like, like her doing um, muscle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. She does yeah, she's. <laughs> Speaking of Diana Ross, Tommy Ross too. That's okay. Because I was gonna, I, I was gonna say okay. Tommy Ross. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Colby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luscious. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know Luscious. Mm-hmm. She's an old school dancing queen, like sickening. Yeah, I need to look. Her I up. feel like I'm still. I'm still in a place. <laughs> you gotta see that video of the of the lady that I can't remember her name, but she dropped from the ceiling. Oh, um, Tandy like Iman Dupree. Yeah. 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 It was really so, good. Um, that's iconic. That's mm-hmm. an iconic video. I love yeah, that. Nothing has topped that. I feel to like me. I feel like I, a, I used to watch that video like once a week, like just to get my life. There's somebody yeah. that um, one of my old managers. He used to always sit in the office and watch her videos. But she's it's a white lady, but she would set the stage on fire around her. Um, I just yes. remember her like she would pour alcohol or whatever yes. is around her in yes. a circle, and she would light the whole stage. I don't remember her name Anywhere though. she goes, she did like she. They said she would always. Have fire trucks on standby because they knew with chill gas, she finna set on fire. Yeah, it, it was, was always... a black one too with the snake. Oh my god, what was that? We were just talking about her yesterday. I can't remember her name, but yeah, she mm-hmm. did the same thing. Top three newer queens. Newer, yes. new, new, new in, in <laughs> our, new. in newer our, in our, no, in our bookings, in our bookings, the newer, in our, it could be in our bookings, the newer. Okay, I know. One of my top three is going to be, and I know I'm biased, Courtney Sinclair Dupree. She's my daughter, my drag daughter. Okay. And the reason she's in my top three is because this bitch, every... Newer queens, no shade, have this thing where anything goes. And they don't feel that they need to listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. It's when, when I first was exposed to drag, it was very, you're going to do it right or you're not going to do, do it at all. all. Absolutely. And now there's this whole wave of, girl, just have fun with it. No, it's not just have fun with it. Create magic, bitch. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, so Courtney gives me this nostalgia where it's like the girls actually listen. So everything okay. I tell her, she takes it and applies. And and her growth has been amazing. So I and I see one of your other daughters has been keeping her wig on lately. So I'm, I see you. You working, honey? You're you're working. You're, you had to shave you're my child. Hey, you had to shave. I shave. That's my shave, baby. You I will say names. Miss Friday get excited and come out that wig, baby. And she does come about her wig, <laughs> and I am very angry about it, even in this moment. And so I'm just going to cease to comment. But on the that. wig's been staying up, and she, the they, growth, the growth is there. The growth I is definitely, definitely there, and, and we've we've really been digging and working, honestly, in mm-hmm. the house of Sinclair Dupree. Yes, God. Really <laughs> yes, we really have, yes, and God. um, and I'm really proud of all of them. Another one that I'm really, really, um, really, really proud of and really watching mm-hmm. is Ariel. Ariel um, Paris um, and Michael. Yes, I used to work with her. Yes, ma'am. She is. Yes, ma'am, get her a piece. There is. Is that the one you show me? Light skin. With the family, they all got them, them cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michaels. The Michaels. Ben Michaels is God. She gives me yeah, She will get her a piece. She gives me right. And I think in a couple of years, honestly, like her growth, though, in the short space of it's time, fast. has been sick. It's really fast. I think right now, um, and no shade, right now, I think she's at, a, at almost like a small plateau where it's like she's gotten the hang of like the basics of mm-hmm. like let me get myself together right 
give her that bitch 12 months. I promise you. And also some people get in that, I know what turns the party, so I'm going to do this. Right. I think when that. she hits the stage for her first competition, for her first real pageant, uh, oh, she might. she's going to turn the party. Okay. Mm. I, I honestly think she's one to watch. And she's, she's, a, she's mm, a... I forgot to say Vita Vontis. Is it Vita Vontis? I'm lying. Vita, 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 Vita Star. Vita let Star. Me, let, me, let me tell you something about Vita, Vita Vontis, Vontis Star. Star. I promise you, there is no other drag queen when Vita Vontis is on stage. You hear me? Her face. Just her, her make her face. I just be offended about her face. Fuck yeah. her face. Her, her lips. No, not fuck her, her face. But I have really never really seen her yeah, I've never perform. Seen her perform. <laughs> You've never seen her perform. <laughs> I just, I've, only seen, I've only seen pictures of I her. I only just, her looks. I just, get, I just love her look. Yeah, you know she what? Look have you ever seen a Vita Vontis garment, though? This is what I Yeah, that's what I'm saying about look. No, I mean. Up close, touched it. Like, oh, no, no, no. I've never seen her in person. There is something, and I, 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 honestly, a lot of people sew, but very few people Stitch. make garments. <laughs> right. This bitch, her I, I will scenes, give her that. Yes, God. Her yeah. lines, yeah. Her, her attention to detail, it's it's perfection. Yeah. I promise you, like she has a career in fashion, and it's like, a and it's a fast it. turnaround too. She be she come up with her shit. Literally, you see some on red carpet, and then she posts a picture. Uh, that Janelle Monet Met Gala situation. And can we say this? Can I, can I say yes. this? Pay that bitch what she's worth. Like, a lot of people complain that she is too high. Like, her prices are too high. Um, but I feel like... The quality is there. The quality is there. And I think if we don't support people like Vita... We, like, like People like Vita don't come a dime a dozen. Now listen, you know I can't vouch for her performance. I ain't never seen it, but I can vouch. No, no, I want to see it look like... No, I'm talking, the oh, I'm talking about her clothing. Yeah. Okay, Pay okay, her okay. what she's worth. Like, people like her don't come a dime a dozen. Like, there are, like, there are very few people that deliver what she delivers. Here for us. Period. Like, okay. That's across the board. Got, like people that do hair, people well, that do makeup. I don't know if they're necessarily new queens, but they're young queens. Yeah. Um, Coco Iman Star, yes. my baby sis. Like yes. she's doing like she has her own show on Fridays now. Um she's doing a thing. Um Ivana Piranha. I'm like her. Oh, I love Ivana. Fan. <laughs> oh, would you believe God. I saw her first show? Man. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah, really? No, her first show. Yeah, we used to uh-huh. work together in Carrollton. Her first know, show man. was a, a girl. <laughs> she is sickening to me. Like her she makeup. Is. Where does she perform? It? She works at Lips um, with me, oh, okay. um, but she's all over. City is that the one that does the? No, that okay. is um. Dang, it's those little ass. I can't remember her name. Okay. Um, Ivana Piranha, um, Coco Iman Star, and Gigi. Um, oh, Dior the, Diamond, the uh, the Taylor Swift impersonator. Yes, you know like, what? I yes. we did talent together. Baby has come a long way. Yes. Remember her first show? Mama hit the floor in them shoes. <laughs> hit the floor. And she I still hit the floor in them shoes. But <laughs> but she, her impersonation is great. Yeah, she real awkward. Stellar. Now. I remember that. I was Stellar. Like, but it's very. I just love to hear about its growth. Yeah. Ooh, can I add one more person to yes. the list? Lennox LaVey. Lennox LaVey. LaVey. I haven't seen her perform. I actually have never seen her perform. You I'm always in a dressing me. room with her, so I never got to You know to what see I like it. about her, though? What? She is someone who is on There are very few people who are passionate about drag. Okay. That little bitch is passionate and about drag. And makes everything. She Let's makes go. everything. Wig, she wears everything costumes, from head makeup, to toe. And everything. she is... I promise you, she studies drag. She, she does. sits on YouTube all day. Every awesome. time I talk to Lennox, it's just like, girl, guess what video I watched today, girl? You know <laughs> yeah. I'm so obsessed with, girl. And I'm right. like, there'll yes. be some old drag queen who ain't performed in 25 years. I'm yeah. like, girl, how do you know about her? You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. I would say my top three, this is going to be really corny. Um, I think my top three newer queens would be the three in the room. Really? Yes, I'm and just, I say that. I'm very biased. I too. say that because <laughs> you perform a purpose. Some people just perform for the money. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? Okay. But like, it's a performance. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see you perform. I don't feel like I shouldn't got comfortable. Because there are some mm-hmm. queens that ain't going to say their names right now. I don't want to be that shady queen because I'm new and I don't have to lose a little gig. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know she has the power to do that. Um, but some queens get comfortable and then just feel like, you know, whatever. I'm on a cast now so I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you guys are. You're going to give what it needs to give. The ooh-ah-ah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I just feel like I'm in a place. I don't think I'm the greatest. Um, but I think that I like to. I I'm passionate about what I do, Very. and I know that it's not about me. Um, just like getting messages, like somebody messaged me and said she asked me for more videos because she watches it during chemo mm. for brain mm. cancer, and so you realize like it's not about you. It's mm. not about like yeah. do it. So like for me, I don't ask people can I come perform just to be performing. Like I got things to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. So that's that and perform. Performance-wise, performance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> performance, Miss um, Dynasty St. James. Oh, but yeah. is she new? I, I, I mean, I she's not newer, but yeah. she's still, she is. she's one of the younger ones. She is honestly because one of those queens. Yeah. Sorry. Her and Raquel both do Is It A Crime, but it's two different levels and they both give me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. Dynasty's Is It A Crime? She dances. Yeah. Like, because she's technically trained, it just... Mm-hmm. Like, who thought to put that right there? Mm-hmm. Like, it's that type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's just... She's great. She's one of those performers who I, I would say creates magic on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and we and I went to high school with her, so... Did you? Yeah, we went to... We did... We did... 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade and then she left for a minute and the bitch came back singing opera and doing ballet and I was like, okay, <laughs> where, well welcome to 11th and 12th grade. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, we used to hate each other, you know, two queens who weren't gay and they're fighting all the time. Oh, wasn't gay? And we wasn't in chorus together, girl. At she that, was turning all the, time. she was turning all the dance situations into like halftime gay, they all asked her to come dance during halftime with all the rest of the girls but we don't call us gay bitch and we was hated each other. Oh my god. Woo, Hayley, I couldn't stand that bitch. Ugh. Ended up in the she, same dressing room together, bitch. Right. She, is, she is sickening, though. Yeah, I love, yeah. like, honestly, like, me and her had, a, like, a really, really good heart to heart. Like, a couple of weeks ago at a show in a dressing room somewhere, I don't even remember. But, like, her passion for what she does mm-hmm. and, like, the energy she brings to the stage is, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. Has um, drag ever affected your dating life, or does it affect your dating life? No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> the boys actually love the fact that I do drag. Really? They, yes, yes, they love it. Really? I don't know if it's because of this new mainstream thing with you know the drag right. race stuff, but they love it. Like I have no issues. Well, so put me on, cause the bitches I've been meeting is like you see, do drag. You no, know thanks. what? Earlier, <laughs> honestly, like when I was younger, it was an issue uh-huh. because. I feel like the energy you put out is the energy you receive. Mm-hmm. And so when I was insecure about the fact that I did drag and I was afraid to tell people, yeah. it was like I got these apprehensive guys. Now that I'm comfortable in my sexuality, my gender identity, and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, I meet guys who really want me to just beat their back out in like full geesh. And I'm like, ah! well, now I'm like, okay, okay there's limitations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's a limit to my love. We're not going to do that. Right. But, but I mean, like, but it's, I have no issues. None. Yeah. I think it's None. getting better now, but I think that's because at one point I was insecure about doing drag simply because 
bitch, my dad is a pastor. Like, you know. Right. But I now I kind of go through Because some people... I, at one point, I was told, like, wait until you get to know them and then say it. Because oh, that I way they kind of... But now I do that. Because for me, it's a work uniform. <laughs> That's how I, I mean, no, yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly like, how it is, right. like, I just how, it. if you're a nurse, you take your scrubs off at the yeah. end of the day, when the show is over, you get your come out of this shit, I don't sure. plan, now, if you want your back to be out of drag, find somebody else, I don't plan my work uniform, now, but some I'll people tell do, you, I'll tell you this, <laughs> I, as a social experiment for myself, <laughs> you got a lot of experiments going on, <laughs> everyone, I, I am very, very experimental, okay, I am very, also like, my sheet count is high, I can't mess them up, yeah, sheet count is high, 11,000 count sheet, bitch. You ain't finna put no makeup on that. Oh, yes, God. <laughs> no, that was a Walmart sale. What are you talking about? <laughs> During the holiday break, they'd be on one shelf in the back. $25. You get three or four of them. Girl, so, as a social experiment, I started a grinder profile with... Siraja? Yes. Yee! But and you know grinder is for the white girls. They're down for that anyway. But no, baby. Oh. No, baby. <laughs> when I tell you these buff gym rats, these Ooh. black boys that look like they belong up underneath somebody trailing in the back of the trap house, Ooh. bitch, like, they are coming out of the woodworks beating my inbox down. Yes. Like, and you see how I paint. Like, I don't paint fishy. I paint right. very drag. Oh, yeah, like, I put it on. You're very two steps down of Trixie Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, they are like, oh, my God, I'm so into cross-dressers and drag queens and, like, femmes and, like, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 and so, but, like, I think it's changing, though. Like, yeah. I think men are now becoming more comfortable with, like... What they like. With what they like and embracing trans women and, like, I think they're... We will soon be in a place of being openly comfortable, but I think they're now secretly becoming comfortable if that makes sense gotcha in a way okay. of like they can openly say in your dms what they with, but they probably won't say it you know mm-hmm. out loud right um but i mean that's kind of with a lot of stuff so that but because i've been following home before um <gasps> yes, are you serious shot him at me at the red light I didn't have no trey called me and was like stay on the phone with me i was like what he was like this man followed because i guess they met they at the red light, I didn't have no wig on. I had on a hoodie and my face was beat down. But I, and I had braids at the time, too. Oh, baby, and they're uh-huh. into that. And They're very into he that. He said, um, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. He was like, let me get your number. I was like, no. And every red light. And for some reason, the light wanted to be red in every <laughs> red light. And he pulled up beside me in every red light. Like, come on. Let me get your number. Let me take you. I'm like, I Listen. I know how this works. Some of y'all be for real okay with this shit. Some of y'all ready to take me out in the corner and Alan beat me to bricks. No, but on some real shit though, like they really are into that though. Some. And I, and and I've, and I've inter, I hate to say the word interrogated, Mm -hmm. but I've like really asked these questions to like a lot of the guys who were hitting me up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is it about me in Geesh that gets you off? Mm -hmm. And they, the, the, the common answer is, I just love a man who embraces feminine energy. Like they just, that's, just it, the long mm-hmm. and short of it. When they see that you have a feminine edge to you and you're okay with expressing that, they like the confidence of it, they like the power, mm-hmm. they like... All of it. It, you know? Yeah. Like... The one time, <laughs> I was in the geesh. I was at the gas station, pumping Ooh. gas. <laughs> and this guy came out of the gas station, he was like, Hey, Ma, I threw up my hand, I cut the car on, I hit it. <laughs> Baby, if you come over here and, and you find out I'm a man, I just, I don't want I don't want to deal with any of this right. extra yeah. shit. So Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
think that drag has affected your confidence? Yes. Positively, though. Positively? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, in a positive way. It has definitely boosted my I think I'm getting better. Because at one point I felt like... I literally had somebody tell me, like, you should stay in drag because you're really cute in drag. I'm like, well, hold on, bitch. Like, and I wasn't even in drag when she said it. So I was like, no, wait, bitch. I'm standing in front of you bare faces and you giving me, like... So, and then also, I think it was a thing of when I first started, there were so many gigs, you know, like talent nights and things that I was able to do. And it was like, y'all want me now, but I've been performing. So why didn't you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like, mm-hmm. is it because I'm pretty that you want me? Like, is that what the issue was? So that played a part for a minute. And then also, when you are a newer queen, some people, some people, even if they struggle, and they don't understand the struggle of being a drag queen, how it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And I've had drag queens literally say, like, you wearing this again? Or you doing that mix again? Or, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, but girl, you're talking to me right now with stains in your costume and rips in your tights. <laughs> like, how are you saying tearing me down? Well, and I know exactly who she Like, I don't about. understand. <laughs> also, I'm not going to dig into her right now because I'm not going to do that. Because it's you know, not even know. one, though. But, it's, right. It's several but, queens. and there's several, like, don't do that. Yeah, like, yeah. you, because you don't know my position. You don't know, like, I remember one time, bitch, all I had in my pocket was enough money to get to her from the gig and was out there kicking and, and coughing up blood, as you call it, mm-hmm. and left with $6. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. my struggle of, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm doing for you to tell me, like, why are you wearing this costume again or why are you doing this? Like, how dare you? Like, that's, mm-hmm. if, bitch, if I wore this same costume ever, and that's, that is a reason why I would never do pageants right now. One, I don't like competing. Two, I'm not about to pay $1,000 for this pageant and lose. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a lot of these queens are good for paying money for this dress and never see the gown but again. But see, that's the thing. Bitch, I wear this gown every That's night. the thing about <laughs> drag that is, that is very different for me. Because when you approach drag from a business perspective and you say, hey, this is my bread and butter, this is my coin, I look at pageants as a marketing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the, the audience that shows up for a pageant shows up because they want to see the best of the best. The people who show up to a show come because their drunk friends drag them there and they might or might not have a good time, okay. you know? I can see that. So it's like... You, there's people the, that go to pageants are people that like actually love drag. They're right? like drag. the club owners. Yes. They own the pageant systems so yes. they don't get you booked at other yes. places. So I, and okay, the networking that. opportunities, the endorsement opportunities, like, because, I mean, and if you see opportunity in it, it's not just, oh, I'm throwing thousands of dollars away to lose a pageant. It's even if I win, lose, or draw, someone, someone saw me. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I've seen so many people in the pageant circuit who are quote unquote famous, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have brands for themselves who've been competing for the same title for ten years and have never won. You know? What's that, what's that lady name? She keep going to Continental. <laughs> it's several of them. Okay. <laughs> Which one? Right, 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 right. I mean she's really pretty, but I'm like, baby, it's time to give it up. There's several of them. I mean, do how would y'all compete in pageants? I would. I wouldn't see myself as a pageant queen necessarily. Right. I don't want to be locked into that world exclusively, but I see myself competing. I'm actually preparing to compete this year. Okay. Oh, Excuse me. I, I have no to desire. You don't have no desire. I have no desire. And the girls are keep trying to convince me to do pageants. I don't see you as a pageant queen. But yeah, I don't see myself as a pageant queen. And, and no, no, <laughs> no shade. The reason I because I feel like your strength is. 
I hate to keep saying this. Your strength is creating magic on stage. <laughs> no, honestly, like it's it's just what it is, and I just kind of feel like if literally. I see, but before I, I let go, because you're very you're very like poised. So and I that's see, why I get that a lot. I guess I can see that part, mm-hmm. like pageant wise. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree, I'm calm. But because I, but because I know you, right? The world of like as I'm like kind of studying and preparing and like mm-hmm. you know from. You I heard there's a there's a yeah, I, yeah. you wouldn't like. I love watching pageantry. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I would love I to go watch one. I would, I've never been to a pageant. You've never been to a pageant? Never. Oh, oh, we should go. baby, we have Let to go. Yes. We have to go. Do you a think good one. You, do you go on the geese or you don't go on the geese? I, mean, I don't either know. way, they, they just had, didn't they just have like what Sweetheart? Yeah, yeah. Sweetheart was just Newcomer. this weekend. Um, yeah. VIP was the previous because I think Nina Westland is this year. weekend. I think. Oh, Westland is this. Okay. Yeah, because Rashad coming in town Thursday. Mm-hmm. I saw it on his. Okay, I didn't Facebook. say nothing. Okay, girl, what's up? <laughs> uh-huh, but okay. he coming in town Thursday to cut hair. Okay, all the way to the pageant. I'm here for it. Any Jeez. questions? Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what is the hardest part of drag? The hardest part of drag, all of it. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say it's, it's right. a, drag is hard altogether. Um, paying your dues. Okay. Paying for me, that. like paying your dues is you. It's the patience you got to have. But with what like, is paying dues? Because I hear for this me and I, yeah. For me, paying dues is learning. And understand that I have a lot to learn, and and I'm willing to learn, um, but also. In some places, you gonna have to do a free show. In some places, not every show need to be free, but in some places, like I'm okay to do a free show mm-hmm. with Stars of the Century. I never been, and that's a caliber I never even, you know, what I'm saying. So I like being around those pageant queens and mm-hmm. kings and title holders like mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in from that moment mm-hmm. um it's just it's a lot like it's a lot of and that's it's almost like being a new artist in any form of artistry like right. it's just a lot of whether okay. it be artist development or mm-hmm. whatever it is there's some form of paying your dues wherever you are if you are the new girl somebody gonna be nasty to you and it's okay that's but they're going to know who I am, though. That's all right. It's going to come a time where they're going to... Yeah. I'll get the respect, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the hardest part of drag for me is just satisfying expectations. Like, for you or for the for the customer, I guess. No, for me is satisfying other people's expectations. Because yeah. the truth is, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I do drag for myself. and I, I mean, the truth is you're an entertainer, you know? And right. you want people to enjoy the experience mm-hmm. you create. So... I to me it's like you know you marry the difficulty of doing drag having to keep new costumes and like new mixes and having to be your own PR person your own branding manager your own social media marketer like your own everything mm-hmm. and still kind of satisfy your customer base to the extent that you can stay booked like that's difficult yeah you know and I don't think people really see how challenging that is when they try to read the girls. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. It's like, oh, you wearing that same jumpsuit again, bitch, but do you know how much it costs, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> right, like, right. I had rent last week, right. light bill this week, my car broke down the following week, bitch, right. and now I got a gig. Okay, like, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, right. So, yeah. And stepping, stepping outside of fear and doing what you want to do and being confident in that thing. 
yeah. that makes sense to a certain extent. I you know, know you can't go everywhere and do whatever you want to do, but true. But I think just do it. I think it's it's for me because I'm I'm one of those queens where they and and my my drag family says this to me a lot. Where it's like I marry white drag and black drag <laughs> together. <laughs> where I'm like to it slightly campy with like a pageant edge, you know, and like um, the difficult thing with like with that is like you have to know how far to go when you say, I'm going to do my own thing. Uh-huh. I'm going to create my own whatever on stage, mm-hmm. but know how far to go with it to the point where it's like, you're not going overboard. Like, bitch, you look fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that you don't turn people off. Right, exactly. Right. To where it's like, it's still good drag, right, but right. it's yours, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, you? Um, I think the hardest thing, and this is a personal thing for me with drag, was trying to figure out who Lala Reek is or was okay. Or what's going to be <laughs> um, with like so many inf- right yeah. with so many influences in my ear? Okay, I was fortunate enough to get um, the job at Lips Atlanta mm-hmm. um, at such an early start in my career. But working with legends like yeah. that, they like to tell you, "Oh girl, you should do this." Yeah, "Oh girl, you should do that." Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Right. And it w- took Nicole to tell me, "Okay, take advice, but figure it out." Right. Who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't let these girls control who you are. Right. So right. that was kind of hard for me because it's like, I look up to these girls, you know, right. and they're giving this good advice, but I really don't want to be that person. Right. Like, I like this, what you're telling me, but I don't want to do it that way, yes. you know. And um, for the straight people that are listening, every girl that do drag don't work your lips, okay? Like, let's. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, you ever, you ever, it's a, it's a restaurant that got drag with you ever. <laughs> No. no, but oh. I have the pleasure of saying that I know a bad bitch who does, girl. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's yeah. yeah. And also coming from the whole androgynous thing, people were, were still trying to put me in that box. Oh, girl, you should go back to doing the whole androgynous thing, like you know. But I want to be fish. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't really want that. The right. bald head thing. It got me noticed. Right. Um, but <laughs> it got the job done. It got the job done. But a piece of hair is stupid. I want to be fish. A piece of hair is stupid. <laughs> yeah. A good piece of hair is everything. Right. <laughs> What do you think your, um, I guess, in performance, have you ever had, like, a difficult moment where you was like, I'm literally about to have a whole meltdown preparing for this? Like, for me, mine was this last Pride. (laughs) Like, I had prepared, and I was done, Mm -hmm. and ready to show it, and you texted me two weeks before saying, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So now I got two weeks to put together a whole new show. And you're telling me I got to have my music turned in. You tell me on Tuesday I got to have my music done and turned in by Friday. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh! Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, because when you, when you perform with purpose and you feel like you want to tell a story and, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to do it and you have it strategically thought out and you're like, this is it. Like, I got it. I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. And then you kill that whole thing. It's like, now I got to get re-inspired and I only got two weeks. Two, uh, five days to figure out the inspiration and then put something together. Like, mm-hmm. So that was my thing. That was my hard moment for me, I guess. I have a lot of hard moments. Being a Virgo, <laughs> being a, I'm a perfectionist. Right. Everything has to be perfect. Yes. So if one little thing goes wrong, I'm just like batshit crazy all over the place. Um, I guess recently was the whole Buckhead Theater thing for Pride. Oh, yes. The um, Wussy Mag and for, for All Humans. Up until I went on stage. I was a complete mess. Like I want to say, girl, I don't want to do this. One of my friend, I think one of my friends danced with like behind you. Oh, sickening. Well, yeah, it was like a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you had, you had, a, you had a squad, <laughs> okay. but and they kept coming out. Up until sickening. the moment I went on stage, I kept saying, I don't want to do this because I just felt like 
everything was going wrong. You know, but it looked really good. It turned out I mean, really yeah, good. Yeah, but you know, but, you know, in my head, like and the person who's throwing it together, like people don't know, I had to cut right before the show. I had to cut out um, five minutes of the opening out completely. I had to cut like three dancers that was in the opening out completely because the show was too long, and they told me at the last minute Jesus. that it was too long. So, Baby. yeah. <laughs> wow. I think my most difficult, and I want to be as. PC is possible. <laughs> nah, uh, go ahead. Throw it out there. Well, fuck it. Uncensored. Um, my most difficult moment was Pride. I was going to uh, say, I thought like that's your most difficult moment. It was, I you, remember you, us having you, Yeah, we had a moment about that. I maybe seven or eight thousand times decided in my head, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do this. Yes. I'm not going to do this show. I'm not doing this. Because, like, okay, so after winning Dragnificent, that night was when I found out, oh, by the way, you're going to be in the Starlight Cabaret. Right. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know right. that I'm going to be on stage with fucking genre right. and Phoenix with their like 9,000 feet tall costumes. Right. right. And okay, I have... don't Phoenix give a good hit, Okay. <laughs> but hey, did you see... Ne- never mind. Okay. Right. But um, but the the challenge for me was... How do I put together a comparable show that satisfies me right. in the time that I have? And I Because you like, also have to be happy with what you're putting out. You well, have to be difficult. happy because, yeah, because it's like then you're not gonna perform it with You're them. not yeah. gonna like it's it the audience feeds off the energy you give. Mm-hmm. And I I've noticed that when I'm not okay with what I put on stage, mm-hmm. I just I'm like, I'm done. I'm yes. I'm done thirty seconds That's into even it. with like mixes. After you do a mixes a few more times, you be like, Okay, girl, this mixes I'm over this mix. Okay. <laughs> lip, I, the same show every <laughs> week. Every single And week. you have to keep it fresh. You have to in your fresh. head. Like you yeah. have to give right. that but it's like that 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 show for me really raised my confidence in my performance quality it was because everything. everyone around me was like oh my god that was so it was sickening everything. it was everything but in my head what i was planning uh, was i was planning dancers right, and like costume right. changes i was like and i realized for myself i was like okay maybe the grandeur that i intellectualize isn't necessary sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the magic you put on stage it's like right. just when you get on stage right you and even for me it was almost like though i've seen you perform it was like I've never seen you in a moment that big. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching my girl introduce herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. it was raining, and the crowd was just, like, like, just, like, mouth drops open. And you kept doing this whole, like, grabbing thing. I was like, girl, pull us, girl. Pull us <laughs> in, girl. Like, pull us. Like, it was just, it was, like, you, Lala, and, and Dynasty, Dynasty were... Yeah. In the window, when it was right, I'm like, give it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> give it all. <laughs> I was watching her performance from the side of the stage. It was I so was good. Like, oh my God. Who, mine? Yeah, yes, it was so good. I made sure I dropped everything to go to the side <laughs> wow. of the stage to watch her performance. It was everything, bitch. Because y'all was like, hit them umbrellas. I was like, well, girl, I got a wig on, so I'll be all right. Oh it was God. everything. Like, it was electric. Ugh. Yeah. It but it's everything. so crazy that in my head, I girl, don't, girl, I, girl. I, I can't. And it's would you be- like that. Would you believe I have, I have yet to watch that performance video? Really? You need to. I have it yet to watch so it good. because I don't, I've seen clips of it and I'm like, Ugh. And it's crazy because I've told people about the performances, but then when I show them the video, I'm like, this ain't it. Like, it yeah. ain't, like, you had to have you been to there. Be there. Because yeah. I was telling everybody about how um, Daddy was like slinging her hair in the water. <sighs> And it was everything. When I showed the video, Boy, yeah, you, you can't, can't see the water. Video. I'm like, y'all have to. Like, yes. you can't. Like, oh. like I need y'all to get, like, 
Witness you can't see the jiggle of the girls dancing behind Lala. Like, they were like, the girls were dancing. Like, <laughs> the energy outside. Because, like, we're in the rain. At this point, nobody gives a fuck. Like, we're in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, everybody's like, if I fall, I fall, bitch. I just got to go ahead and give it. Yeah. It was just, it was, that's what it, it was everything. It was just everything, bitch. It was just everything. Everything. Black girls <laughs> had something to say that weekend. Black, Black girls, girls had a lot to say, to say that Because even during the parade, yes, Cece danced for a whole two miles, and she danced hard for a full two miles of the parade. <laughs> I was like, Black girls had something to say that weekend. And shout out to Cece for yes. out there in L.A. Yes, God. I heard doing it. Yes. Yes. I love her. Go yes. Off this. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so going, I guess, with the last thing you said about like Black girls having something to say, do you feel like there's a separation between, like, White drag queens and black drag Absolutely. queens. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that they have it easier than black queens. And I think that there's a lot there's a lot more that's okay, you can do that. Um like there's a there's a lot of like that's fine, you can you can do that. Um, for instance, at least I don't know about now because it's more open, but Two three years ago, let a let a let a black queen not pad. You were that's the last show you're ever doing. Like you ain't you ain't padded. You ain't had no earrings on. That's it. But like I mean, now it's more acceptable. But with white girls, you don't ever have to pad. We can see your pads. Like you can, you can be sloppy and it's okay. Like well, at least that's the way it comes off. Like it comes off as like you know, it's more acceptable to just do whatever you want to do and not really have to look polished. That's where I feel like with black girls, not okay. I also feel like I kind of want a lot of white girls to stop doing black music. Because Why? sometimes it black music don't hit when you don't hit when you ain't hit. Like, you know, like it just don't it don't do it. Like it almost was like you almost look a little stupid. Like I saw a white queen do a Megan the Stallion mix and I was like, this is not it. <laughs> This ain't it. Oh, well, I mean, well, how, well, how do you feel about black girls doing white people music? I think I, we just black black people just have something <laughs> <laughs> like a little, like a little. We just have a little, a little seasoning. I've on seen it. a black girl do a country song, and I'm like, that shit went. <laughs> like I just, I've seen Tasia Labelle Thomas will do a little mix, Fifth Harmony mix all the damn time. I'm like that shit hit. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen. I and also I haven't seen a huge caliber of drag queens. Mm-hmm. So speaking from what I've seen, certain white queens are booking because they they have the fan base, not because they have the talent. In my opinion. Okay. And I don't want to say they don't have the talent, but they don't show it. Okay. In my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm not I feel like both of y'all trying to like avoid this. That's just no, me. Because, okay, so, and, and I'll just be cut and dry and candid about it. As someone who works in both the black scene, quote unquote, uh-huh. and the white scene, uh-huh. quote unquote, like, I I see differences because okay. I was raised by pageant, by black pageant queens. Uh-huh. So, yes, I see the differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I can appreciate the differences. For me, it's more so... And what we call the white scene, I, I've seen a lot of girls who get away with certain things. Not necessarily because they have the fan base, but I think there's a political thing that goes behind that to a degree. I think certain girls get away with certain things because... 
<laughs> because what? Like who they know or like what their name is? Because of who they know. Because of, yes, who they know, like what their name is. And I think just when a black girl does something, it's a statement to a degree. Okay. I guess because of our political struggle. Okay. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, I, no, I get it. You get where I'm coming from? Yes, I do. Like, <laughs> so it's to fit, yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> no, okay. So, like, with, with for instance, okay. I think I've seen a lot of foolishness in my, in my just to call it what it is. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of foolishness. And a lot of the girls get on stage because they have the support. Like, white queens support each other to a degree that yes. is unmatched. Right. And they have the support that says, you know what, sweet love? Do you feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Go ahead and get... And I'm looking at her like, girl, you got like 9,000 rips in your tights, bitch. Your hair is uneven. Your face is dusty. But like, you know, like, you know and, and then... The, but then that's the whole black side of it. Right. Like, for some reason, because of our history, black girls are so much tougher on each other. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like it, it kind of eats away at your confidence as a black queen. Yeah. Because it's like, when I get on stage, I'm double-checking myself because I hear Tasia's voice in this ear. I hear okay. Naisha's voice in this ear. I hear my drama. Voice and I'm like, oh girl, you gotta make sure that this is right and this is this is clean and this is polished and you got nails on, you got nails on, like okay. you know, like and so. But I just I feel like there's not that level of pressure for the white girls, yeah. And I think they they have a confidence that kind of helps them to kind of do white certain guys, yeah. Oh, I mean, it. they have white privilege in life in general, so yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's going to spread over into mm-hmm. every facet of their life. Yeah. So if they are doing drag. I mean, they still have white privilege, even in drag. But I think, like, like you said, there is a bit more of a, I guess, softer support. Yes. For like the white queen, like they're just more like, girl, you feeling depressed, girl? Take a break, because <laughs> when you come back, we're still gonna book you. If right. a black queen is depressed, girl, figure that shit out, girl. We got a show to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Add an extra lash, and then we can talk in the dressing room. But you got to show. So you know, I that I think that's probably that's probably what it is for me is that they have more support in a softer way, I guess. Um, And so it makes a lot of things more acceptable. No, I think they just have more support from each other versus right. the black girls. We don't support each other at all. Right. Okay. That's it's, what I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always a competition with the black girls. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. especially... Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've gotten worse from black girls than white girls. Like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of cool white girl drag queen friends that... But the black girls, they have torn me down mm-hmm. in Absolutely. this industry. You know what I'm saying? I, when, I, when I was dating Tasia, she, she told me, like, when she first started, they used to put her and Stasha against each other, like... All the time. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they look kind of similar. They gave kind of similar mm-hmm. vibes. But they used to, like, try to, like, make them compete against each other, like, all the time. Like, especially on Stars of Century, like, when they first started, like, they used to compete against each other, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. For, every, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And it seemed that it's even like that with me and Dynasty. And maybe even Siraj, they try to pit, because we're all three dark skin girls and we dance. Mm-hmm. But it's three different, yeah, completely, completely yeah. different vibes. It's totally different vibes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I can't do no flips, and I can't all do right. what Siraj's doing as a back I can't oh. do none of that. <laughs> like, girl, no. So. Literally, um, every time, uh, before before I let go, come on. I throw my imaginary money in the air and then back was a little back. I just, it's just it's a thing now. You have to you have to throw it up and look back and watch it. Um so yeah. Um would any of you would any of you go on RuPaul's Drag Race? It's a dream for me. It's a dream to be on Drag Race for me. 
Okay. Have you tried? Um, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's not as much of a dream for me now as it used to be. Uh Uh-huh. And... It used to be a dream for me because I was still learning mm-hmm. in drag. And I'm still learning, but I was, like, a lot newer. And I was like, oh, my God, RuPaul's Drag Race is it. Like, right. is it? Mm-hmm. But now that I've met people from RuPaul's Drag Race and worked with them, yeah. and I have a, f- a family member of mine who's on Drag Race. Right. I can't say who she is. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. but, like, learning the ins and outs of it, I'm like, to me, it's too commercialized. It's entirely too watered down of a version of drag. Mm-hmm. And it kind of opens up this conversation that's not a real conversation about drag. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I feel like if I'm going to do something to put my drag on the mainstream, it's going to be on my terms. Not because producers and editors decided mm-hmm. this is good TV. Right. You know? It's going to be because that's what I wanted to present of my own brand. Right. Like, I just kind of feel like it kind of... Drag Race, no shade to it, but it just mm-hmm. kind of takes away the voice of the entertainer. It's right. like, it's yeah, the same way. we're going to mm-hmm. give you what we think is good TV. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck who you actually are, you know? Right. And that's what happened to... Never mind. But, you know. Yeah. 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 I think... I've learned to never say never because I said I would never do drag ever. And here we are three years later. <laughs> um, I say no... And I say no simply... I say yes because of the platform that it will give you, mm-hmm. which is great to have a platform to do reach a bigger audience. But I say no in a sense of... If I was on America's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. Tyra Banks could see me on a runway and she could see me in a photo shoot. And I wouldn't be mad about it because she's that girl, she can do that. And she would teach me. RuPaul can't see half of these girls that he sends home. When it comes to a lip sync challenge, True. he would not stand next to these girls. And then to mm-hmm. sit and be judging people who also don't got a tuck or a pad and ain't been in my struggle to do this, mm-hmm. it's just a bit difficult for me to almost receive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's almost like somebody who's never done drag telling me what I need to do to be a better drag queen. When you really okay. have an experience, well, in this sense, for me, it's more so like with RuPaul. Not saying that RuPaul's not great. Mm-hmm. RuPaul's great in her lane, mm-hmm. but like. RuPaul, for me, RuPaul cannot stand next to him on the exchange about the drag queen of Shangela, of Vanessa, of Benji Mateo, half Trinity. Like, and if it was a lip sync challenge between the both of them, RuPaul's going to always go home first. <laughs> In my opinion. But see, here's here's the thing though, like, and this does bring a conversation of like, Even when the he diversity was in drag. Like, RuPaul to me is a media queen. That bitch knows her way around a camera. She knows her way mm-hmm. around a script. She knows her mm-hmm. way around branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. But there are performance queens. Mm-hmm. And then there are pageant queens. And then there are, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like you said, personality queens. There are so many different facets of drag. And also, think, what's fair? What do you mean? That's big. Like, Trinity the Tuck mm-hmm. is a pageant queen. Okay. We know she is going to turn and look. We know this. Mm-hmm. Monet Exchange had visible growth between the first season and her all-star season. Mm-hmm. I really see somebody grow and give them the, the title for their growth in what I've seen than somebody I already knew was going to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that for, so like for me, I just felt like, 
But it depends on who you ask, though. Because everyone consumes media for a different reason. True. Some yeah. people are concerned about the growth. Some people don't give a fuck about the growth. They want to see the sickening up front, you know? Always. Like, yeah. like it just depends on who you are. I mean, I, I think it's a great platform, and it, it kind of provides what it provides for uh-huh. who it provides it for. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it has its own agendas, like everything else does. But, I mean, personally, I... If it happened for me, I would celebrate. Absolutely. You know, if it didn't, okay. Okay, girl. You know, <laughs> but you know, what has drag taught you? Patience. <laughs> <laughs> Say a little bit louder. Okay. Patience. I agree. I agree with that too. Patience. It, it's taught me to rejoice while others rejoice, <laughs> and their dreams aren't your dreams. And their winnings aren't your winnings. So don't be like, well, why didn't I? And why could you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. your time will happen when your time was to happen, and their time will happen when their time happening, and you just be happy for them because yours is going to come when it's supposed to happen. Like, it's just that thing. Like, for me, it's, it was a lot of like being around queens, doing the same thing, or starting around the last start, and you girls are booking, and I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? Or what did I? And it's like, girl, that went for you. That was for them. So what you, is that thing. So. Just being happy in the place that I am and taking what I can take in my journey. And it's my journey and not their journey. So you can't compare the two, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, does does y'all's family know that y'all do drag? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They love it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they support it. it. My mom be calling me, girl, can you let me borrow that little time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um, love it. <laughs> my family knows, but it was more like, for me, I felt like, I guess openly coming out and doing drag was more like a, my way of being rebellious, I guess. I'd never been a bad kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me... So this is your moment. It was. Yeah, like, sure, I don't, yeah. I never, like, like, I've never been, like... So, like, I remember when I was younger, I used to go to the barbershop and get the crazy designs cut on my head because I knew my dad hated it. That was like my way of being rebellious. I never had no, like, run away from home. Fighting Skipping school type right. shit. It wasn't nothing like that. So, like, with this, it was my way of saying, bitch, I don't give a fuck. It was that whole, like, hate it or love it, I don't care. Um, so, like, my dad, I remember my, um, somebody sent my dad a video of me doing, I did this um, in Vogue with the Houston Mix. Um, but I had on just a leotard, ripped fishnets, and a harness. And it was real black lipstick. It was real, it was cute, though, but it was mm-hmm. real raunchy. Um mm-hmm. And I sent it to him, and he was like, he texted my mom, was like, is this our son? And she was like, ask him, don't ask him. But he never even asked me. He never came to me about it. But it was like, if he would have, it is. And it's right. still going to be, <laughs> like, so, yeah. yeah. Like, my mom, my mom said she doesn't, like, she doesn't care for it, but she loves me. Mm-hmm. So, That's I would love for her to come to a show and want to come to it. Because she's come to a show when I was in Florida. I did a show in Florida. And she came. But she came because her friends wanted to come. So as long as he's like, girl, if they want to go out, so I guess I'll go. Like, that type of thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like because she wanted to be there and support me. So I would love that moment to happen where she's there for me. But I mean, bitch, I'm doing makeup in house right now, so that's enough support. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Um, do you guys ever want to have, like, a family? Yes. Like a, a drag, drag family? family? No, like a like a legit family. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Would you ever, like, show your kids your drag work? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yes. especially if I'm still doing it, then you, 
you gonna have to see it. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's, it, I got photos around my house. Like, baby, <laughs> you have to see this when you wake up. I for the school bus. <laughs> In the hallway. In the hallway. Um, I think it also helps, I guess, explain things. I think that's my biggest fear is making sure that I'm able to explain life to my kids effectively and they understand it mm-hmm. and realize that though you may have two fathers, you don't have to have a boy. Like, you can be straight mm-hmm. or gay. Like, you know, just explain right. that whole thing. So... I think kids are more... Kids understand more than we give them credit for. Yeah. I think kids, like... For me, like, I, I watch people who have kids, like older gay people who yeah. actually have kids or even like Tyra mm-hmm. and her son mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it's just like I think kids absorb information in a way that we don't give them credit for like they see and it they and really they really don't care and they don't yeah. care a lot of times they don't because they just um, don't. my my job um, the owners are Juan and G from the Gentleman's Foundation mm-hmm. and they have a son mm-hmm. um, and I, he cuts my hair actually and I was talking to him one day he was like I left North Carolina because Everybody hates the fact that my daddy gay. And he literally just don't care. Like, he just don't care. Like, we'd be in the kitchen. He's, like, only one of the only straight people that work at our job. And he'd be in the kitchen just like, I don't care. It's a bunch of queens. Another day. (laughs) He he just don't care. So, it's just... But being in the space to just effectively make sure it's... Because I never had that. You know, growing up, you don't have gay sex ads and shit. You gotta learn from your friends and learn from word of mouth and how you Child, hear it. They need to have it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, child, yes. Girl, empty that bottle out. Don't use that fleet water. Empty that out. Use that tap, honey. Use that. <laughs> okay, that little salty mixture ain't good for you. Girl. Learning the hard way, girl. What was I at? I don't I was skipping around, so now I don't even know what I asked and what I did. What would you tell somebody coming up in the drag community? Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah, I wanted to ask that. Like, what? Like, somebody that wanted to start or whatever. Like, what is the... Oh. Girl, <laughs> what would I tell these girls? It's so much. It, right. It the is. one thing I really would say, though, is have respect for the art form. Because yes. I think a lot of girls try to do it and they just don't take it seriously. They just think, oh, yes. I'm just going to have fun with it. Yeah, have fun with it, but do right by it. You somebody, know, like, I know somebody started recently and they called me asking me questions. I was like, before we get to audit, really quickly, do you want to do this mm-hmm. or are you just doing it because it looks fun? Like, right. Like, what are you... Yeah. Because... It, when you get your first real gig, you will hate this shit. So, and that's what makes it hard, I think, for a lot of people who do take it seriously. Like you are a career drag queen. I would consider you a career drag. Yes, queen. God. For me, like I've been thrown into being a career drag queen, <laughs> like life. But like it's, it's just when you are doing it for the sake, for the love of it, and you want to put your all into it, and then you're like in a show with someone who's just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's just. It's aggravates girl. you. It aggravates me to a degree where I'm just like, I want to kick you out of this dressing room and I don't even own the building, bitch. <laughs> right. Leave, you know? But right. Yeah. yeah. And I'll definitely say invest. Definitely I wish I would know if that means saving up to buy a garment a year or okay. whatever it is, mm-hmm. invest in your brand. Yes. yes so. Um, shoot. I just had it on my head. Do you feel it's necessary to be a DIY queen? 
as far as needing to know how to stack your own wigs, do your own, make your own costumes. If, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I don't do nothing for myself. Like, I don't make none of my costumes. I come up with the concepts for yeah, my costumes absolutely. and things like that, but I, I can't make a wig. I can't sew anything or nothing like that. I do my own makeup. Right. Um, you should definitely know how to do your own makeup. That, at least. At the minimum. <laughs> at least. Your own makeup. Um, I do think it's very important to, you know, know how to do things on your own, too. Yeah. You know. It, uh, there are some days where I wish that I did things on my own. Yeah. Because it's the whole thing of waiting. Right. Or, like, you know exactly what you want and it's just well, off by a little bit. money taken from you. Also, oh, <laughs> baby. What? Um, getting your money taken from these designers? Um, oh. Atlanta, I can only speak with that about Atlanta right. because um, those are the ones I work with. Atlanta's black designers are some of the worst people really? to work with. Yes. And I, I hate to that. say it because I, I love my black that. people, but they will take your money and give you bullshit or give you nothing at all. That. Jesus. I've heard that. Not all of them. <laughs> right. It's not, not all of them. You know how to sell that, right? Mm-hmm. I sew pretty much most yeah. of the things that I that do. I you stack your own wigs and all that too? Mm-hmm. But see, I was, I was raised, <laughs> but see, I was raised by pageant queens, oh, okay. and so yeah. it's like it was from that era where you had to do everything because other people weren't making a business out of it by themselves. Right, you know right, 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 right. But now I don't think it's necessary to be a DIY queen. Like, right. I, like nowadays, I think. It depends on what your career path is. Like, if you're just wanting, like, if you want to be like a RuPaul and you want to be a media queen girl, or you're so booked that you just don't have the time, girl, shit, pay somebody to stack them fucking wigs, bitch, and keep Amen. it moving. You know, like, <laughs> you know, if you have the coin, if you have the yes. coin, but providing you're booked enough, hopefully you do have the coin. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you're if you're True. that booked that you're not, you know, but yeah. I got you. Okay. Do you ever? Um, do you ever feel like there's like a point where like you just won't be able to do drag anymore and then like what do you do after that? Oof. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I look at like the people like the Tommy Ross and the Nicole mm-hmm. Loves and the Raquel Lords and Aisha's and stuff who have been doing drag for a hundred years now. <laughs> and I'm just trying to study and see what they have done over their careers. Right. And apply it to my career. I don't think I'll be able to dance the way that I dance. Oh, so I have yeah. to figure out, okay. Well, because you know, they said Rocky Hill used to dance. Oh, right. I, Nicole, I saw Nicole doing cartwheels. That's what I'm saying. And, I saw and, she, and they don't do that no more. Right. I but saw Stasha still give you a shot. Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. Stasha used to like run and then slide exactly. into a Exactly. So yeah. I'm just trying to figure out for myself, like, girl, when you when them bones ain't working no more, like, and what you still want to do this and pay these bills, girl, you got to figure out. How to see a, entertain these like people. Your, your next elevation. Right. Mm-hmm. To get these gigs if you're not in the mainstream arena. Right. <sighs> what? Who, who do you study? Do you study people and who do you study? Oh, yeah. Pretty much if I've been saying this this whole conversation. Oh. <laughs> like the Luscious, the Luscious, the Nicole's, the Raquel's, um, Sasha Colby, like you said earlier. Yeah. Saraja, Princess Card. I study everybody. Like I study from. Okay, that's what Matt said. I watch a lot of your videos a bit much. It's a bit. Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I study because it's certain it's things a bit I can take I've been in the back of an Uber, like. No, because she one thing I realized. One thing I realized with Lala. Lala get tired when she want to get tired, but mm. she don't have to get tired. It don't have you. Don't have to do every move. 
Mm-hmm. If it's one good big move, that one good big move will last you for a good eight count. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so you just know that different people do different things and you realize what works for them or what works for you. Because I feel like a bitch be sore every time I do a show and the next day I'd be hurt. And I'm like, why? You gotta I'm going stretch. I'm gonna I don't say, stretch. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> you don't stretch. I don't stretch. I don't stretch. But, yeah. I'll be telling this hoe, you need to at least do some type of, like, stretches every single day. No, I just, you know, I stopped doing my makeup two hours for the show, girl. That's all the time I got. <laughs> Stay in bed all day. So, this is true. You know, bitch, be tired. Um, but, yeah, so, okay. Uh, do you think that, do you, has drag mm, put you in a position to question your sexuality as far as, like, Lately, I've noticed a lot of drag queens are kind of like, you know what? I don't identify as male. I identify as this. Or, like, I've got the question, are you transitioning a lot? And I'm like, first of all, mind your business. Secondly, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, like, have you ever been in a position where you kind of feel like, I don't identify as a man? No. Like you said earlier, I see it as just a job for me. Yeah. So, I never put the whole gender thing on it. Like, yeah. I still feel like a boy. Right. Even with the wig a on, boy and a you know, you know the boy and the geek. Yes. So like, I have a very different story. Okay, mm-hmm. I do think it has caused me to kind of question. Okay, and we've talked about this yes, just a little bit, <laughs> but like for me, I think that anyone who has this desire to even do drag, mm-hmm. there is a certain gray area in your gender identity anyway, whether you acknowledge it or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone doesn't want to do this, okay. and the fact that you do kind of. So for me, I'm I have, and I've always felt like this. I've never known how to articulate it. Uh-huh. I've always had like this. I feel like I'm both male and female in my head. Okay. And doing drag has always given me this outlet to be her and still maintain him without having to do surgery. Because I feel like if I ever were to like take hormones and transition and do all this stuff, like I would miss him, but I would be happy with her, but I would miss him. Right. You know, and mm. so it gives me this outlet that allows me to be the both of myself in their fullness okay. without okay. compromising either one, you know? Okay. What is your most memorable, best performance of yourself? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's got so many. Okay, so right, many. right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, it did it. Girl, pages Girl, no. Well, let me, right, let me pull out my scroll. 1990. No, no. A few, uh, was it a few weeks ago, maybe? This lady, she was in like maybe her 60s or 70s. At Lips Atlanta, we get all types of people come to right. drag shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and this lady was like in her late, you know, ages or whatever. And that was her first time to the drag show. And she was like, watching you has just made my entire year. Wow. So and that just was like Listen, go to the back and be like, <laughs> right. You know, I don't want to get emotional right now, but that just was just it. yeah. Oh well also the whole um MSR when I performed at CC's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh. Um, oh and I was look, let me Listen, tell you guys bitch. the backstory behind When she that. told me she was doing that song, I was like, oop. So originally okay. I was gonna do like a Fantasia, I was gonna do some sex kit and stuff, the right. bullshit I usually do. But I was like, um, I feel like somebody needs a message in this audience tonight. And it was for CC. It was I mean CC had CC. a conversation like a week prior to that. And yeah. I was like, I feel like she needs this. And I was like, but girl, I don't think the people are gonna accept CC, this. CC got her a piece. Right. CC I don't think I called and shouted out and fell out of her mama lap, baby. I was yes, like, it's God. 
I don't think people are going to accept this gospel situation. It's Lord up in the, you know, in the right. clubhouse or whatever. But I was like, girl, <laughs> sometimes you can't just perform for yourself. You just got to perform for somebody else. Right. You know, even if it's just that one person. Yeah. So after that performance, um, what's her name? Um, white girl. We did Boom, <laughs> Doom Patrol together. Bro, uh, Br- Brigitte. No, not uh, Brigitte. Rock, you know, uh, rock, yeah. Girl, what? Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. Okay. Kiki came up to me and she was like, I have never experienced God like that. Ooh, that would have told me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would have told me up. The whole life. <laughs> I have never experienced God like that, and Ooh. that I was just like, I did my job. Wow. Listen, that I literally <laughs> that is my Uber ride to work almost every morning. Is that performance? Oh, like I love and that not, performance, and not very many people can do a gospel number and do it right. Right. And I don't even see gospel when I do. I don't see it as a performance. I just feel like I'm speaking to yeah. someone that need a message. And also, like, I think that when it comes to, and I really don't like using the word religion no more. More so, because I'm really big on relationship now instead of religion. When it comes mm-hmm. to God, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of church queens. Who are afraid to live in their truth because of what you're raised to be or what you're raised to do. Um, and so I appreciate having a place or a platform where people have somebody to identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, some people will be like, Oh, you go to church? Or, Oh, you? And it's like, Yeah, like, I mm-hmm. may wear a wig and do this and twerk down, but that bitch can pray. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, like, I appreciate. I guess having the ability to be able to, yeah. you know, be able to could help somebody, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus went on down into the whole house and things. Spread the word. You can. So, yeah. Give him a good All right, well, we ain't going to drag this on out for no reason, girl. Right. I know Thank some you of y'all got to coming. get back to your drag closet and things of that nature. <laughs> and, you know. eat, <laughs> I even started. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where can we follow you? Where can we see you? If you have any shows around the city, the state, the nation. Um, um, well, um, I'm always at Lips Atlanta for the most part. Every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Um, follow me on Instagram at Miss... It's Miss Lala Miss, Reed, girl. It's yeah. so simple. Miss Lala Reed <laughs> and Facebook Lala Reed. So. Yeah, and what about you? So, I freelance the only secure, well, not secure, the only consistent gig I have is Saturday night at Tebow's Tavern in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay. But I do travel around a lot. I'm booked at so many different places. I don't even keep up with my calendar anymore. Yes, Yes, But um, to find out where I am, you can follow me on um, at I am Saraja. That's S Y R A J A. Uh huh. All caps. It's I'm God. a big fucking deal. <laughs> and not Saracha. Not Saraya. Not Saraya. Not Saraji. For some reason, people say Saraji, but no, it's not that. It's Saraja. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. And um, you can follow me at Princess Carter. Um, not Cartier, it's Carter. Um, <laughs> Princess with a Y. Yes. Princess with a Y and an I. And of course, um, without the wig, it's the real Trevoris. Um and yeah, you can follow me at underscore Dami Boy underscore, and you can follow the podcast at the PC Podcast. Yes. Also, tickets are on sale for the PC Podcast live show Saturday, March seventh. Get your tickets. They are on Eventbrite. Eventbrite at pcpodcast.eventbrite.com. 
get your tickets. Come out. There'll be vendors, DJs, cute and things of that nature. Well, not two DJs. One DJ. We don't have that kind of budget yet. <laughs> um, so, yes. Thank you guys for listening, supporting, retweet, post, and share, and comment, and those things. It was cute. Bye. This is what we do. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> he does this every week. Um, bye. Okay, that's enough. You're on my mind all day, till I go to bed. Oh, baby.